Today's sponsor is Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus. If you're looking for help with trying to lose weight, this might be the solution that you're looking for. With a range of products that include shakes, boosters, capsules and more, get started today. All you have to do is add Kirsty on Facebook and send her a Facebook message using the link in the description and get started with the program today. Hey everyone, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk and sign up as a creator or as a Patreon. There's two different versions available there or two different options available there. And then simply go to pledge $1 per month and get your ad-free podcast. It's also a really good way to support what we're doing here at Entertainment Talk. It also means you wouldn't have to listen to this or any sponsors that we have now or in the future either. And as always, thank you for listening. Westworld, it is Entertainment Talks podcast for Westworld on HBO and Sky Atlantic. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today is David. How are you doing today? I'm very well. How are you? I'm I'm okay. I just realized Good. when you do the intro and say, I'm your host, and this is a show with hosts in it, I literally just realized <laughs> that. That's kind of funny. Um, we're here today to, to talk about season two, episode four, which is called Riddle of the Sphinx. Uh, what did you think of this episode? I really liked it. I thought it's one of the strongest episodes so far. Um, great, great directorial debut from uh, Lisa Joy, who is obviously one of the show's co-creators, but it's the first time she's actually directed uh, an episode, and I think she did a superb job with it. Um, I, it. It covered a lot of different areas. We saw bits that we hadn't really seen before. It actually pushed things forward and and explained a little bit more of the backstory. Um, I mean, as we said before, this is one of those shows where you're never entirely got a full grasp of exactly what's going on, but I think this helped break through a little bit more of it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, overall, I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was it was a really solid episode. Good. Um, I did like it, not quite as much as last week, but I liked it more than the first two episodes, if that makes sense. Right. So th- yeah, the three is my favourite. The season four would be the next one, and then the first two. Um, yeah. Not that the first two were bad. It's just that's the particular order that that kind of goes in. Um, it yeah. was good. I was um, not bored in some scenes, but I wasn't quite as like entertained because there's a certain way, um, like when you're explaining stuff in a TV show, and it obviously differs 
between TV shows and what you're actually explaining to the audience and how you do it. Um, there's a certain way that you have to still remember that you're writing something that somebody's got to watch and they need to be entertained by it. Again, not saying this episode didn't do that. It didn't do it maybe quite as successfully as previous episodes, like with the James Daylor stuff. Some of that stuff was really, really good. Um, and then oddly some of it was a little bit like, because we literally did kind of see the same thing again, like when he comes in and has the same conversation over and mm. over again. Um, so maybe if they like cut s- slight bits and pieces there, but um, maybe I'm just being a little bit nitpicky. I'm not sure. but Yeah, um, maybe. Yeah, it, it was just the thing of like, okay, this is the same thing. Like, uh, again, we know the reason for it to show that, okay, he's been doing this... Um, not simulation, yeah. but like he's been in this room over and over again, and Williams come to see him over and over again. Um, yeah. I kind of missed the whole uh, Maeve and Dolores storylines this week. I guess because we've had them three weeks in a row, and they decided to take a break and go to uh, James this week. Yeah, um, which the good thing about that is that plot line seemingly is is done now. Um, like he'll possibly pop up in different scenes, maybe like flashbacks or or something like that but um he should be dead from from what happened um i think at least so it, it to me it kind of means that maybe next week we can go back to mave and like the samurai or the show oh, yes. world and all that kind of stuff we, yeah. yes we we having seen a little preview of next week's episode we are back with mave with a vengeance next okay. week okay so uh you've definitely got that to look forward to cool but yeah i still like the episode i still think it's it's good um yeah but yeah they, they at least they resolved this slower plot, plot line um in one episode we kind of don't have to see it again but again some of it yes. was, was entertaining um i'll leave my comparison to something else uh until we get to the notes that i've actually <laughs> for it right um because yeah it's in it's in the uh the first part of my notes uh, okay, before we get into those notes and the details of this episode, I just want to let you know what we're doing at Entertainment Talk. Uh, this week I did two spoiler-free video game reviews. One is for Super Mario Odyssey, which doesn't actually have spoilers, so I can't really... You can't <laughs> spoil a Super Mario game, can you? It doesn't really have Not really. those no. kinds of plot lines. Um, same as Crash Bandicoot. So, uh, yeah, check out my review to see what I thought of that. Um, I'm going to be doing uh, a comparison with Crash Bandicoot in the coming weeks, but uh, I don't know when that will be ready yet, because I haven't finished it, so just look out for it, I guess, in the coming weeks. Uh, but I, but if you've been following the site for a while, you'll know <laughs> who, who I might prefer in that situation. Uh, the other spoiler-free <laughs> video game review was for God of War, which does definitely have spoilers, but... Uh, didn't have too much to say about the spoilers in particular i might do something in the future where i give more thoughts on it but in terms of the gameplay and like my history with the games and that kind of stuff uh that's basically what that review contains uh there's westworld of course so thank you for listening to that we've got uh yeah six episodes left yeah six left something like that yeah. yes um, so look out for those in the future. Uh, and then later this week we'll be doing um, iZombie and Gaming Talk. Uh, E3 is not quite here yet, but it's it's sneaking up on us. We've got about four or five weeks left, um, which will of course be like a massive show at that time. Um, so look out for that in the future. Uh, speaking of iZombie, the show just got renewed for a fifth season. Um, and a lot of other shows got cancelled and renewed. Some are still on the bubble and stuff. Um, look out on davidsgeektown.co.uk to find out. 
uh, yeah, if yeah. Your, if your favorite shows are coming back, or if they're being revived by other networks, or if they're on the bubble, or or what's happening to them, so look out for that as well. Um, you did you basically ran down everything that happened this week on uh, Geek Town Radio, so um, yeah, have a look out for that this week. Um, yeah, speaking of, uh, I just wanted to basically plug um, Humans on Channel Four because it's kind of a British Westworld, but not actually in Westworld it's like basically a um British version of like AI stories and and that kind of thing but with different plots uh it starts this week uh or tomorrow actually uh, the 17th of May at 9 p.m on channel 4 uh if you haven't seen previous episodes there's only 16 of them so that isn't too many uh but they are I think they're exclusive to all four but they're on all four at the moment so uh Oh, well, they good. Yeah, if you're in, if you're in the UK, you do you do actually have to sign up for an all four account, which is awkward. But once you do it, you don't have to do it again, I suppose. Uh, so yeah, go on all four and check out the series as well. It's it's really really well done. It's really um, well made and everything like that. So go and check that out as well. Yeah. All right. On to the episode for this week. Um, William goes to see James in his bunker. Uh, in a kind of simulation room of sorts. Uh, it's it's not quite like an Assassin's Creed Matrix kind of simulation where he's like laying down in a machine and going somewhere else. No, it's more no, no. Like this is a simulation in a world of sorts, or in the worst world, I suppose. Uh, it's all essentially a test because William says sort of the same things to him over and over again, and at certain points in the conversation, he ends up sort of uh, breaking or malfunctioning where he essentially can't continue his sentences. Um, I also put down comparison to The Hatch, because this is, uh, do you remember the season two, it might have been the opener of season two, I'm not sure, um, of Lost, where they basically pan through The Hatch. Now, The Hatch is much bigger than this um, place, uh, and has, like, secret rooms and whatnot. Um, But, like, there's the episode of Lost where um, I think the camera, like, pans down and it shows you basically what's in the hatch and it's sort mm. of it shows you desmond in the same way that you get shown james at first which is to not like reveal who he is and stuff um yeah and then of course at the time you're like who is this guy what is his place and you'll come out with all sorts of questions but we know that this is james so that the mystery isn't quite the same but it's still like okay where is he what's he doing um but it was shot basically the same where it's a camera panning through a room and sort of revealing it all to you uh, I thought all that was pretty great. And me giving the comparison this season, um, which is basically Lost meets Red Dead Redemption. Well, this is very, very Lost. So uh, I thought that was really cool. Um, what What did you think? Yeah, I mean, I I figured uh, at the point where he's pouring the milk and, and he's shaking and stuff, I, I figured, well, he's obviously a host yeah. at that point. Uh, so, and then they, I rather like the, the sort of William coming in and asking him the, the same questions. Um, and you know, then they, they don't actually reveal the first time he hands the letter over. You don't actually see what's on the letter, but you, you know, you, you can kind of guess that it is this conversation that they've had like a million times before already. Um, how many times did they say to do it? 130 something. I think think they said they'd had 149 in, in the end. Oh yeah. 149. That was it. Yeah. 149 attempts they'd, they'd made at, uh, recreating, um, James Delos. Uh, Peter Muller, I thought, was brilliant in that. Uh, as, as James, I thought he did yeah. an amazing job in that role. Um, yeah, it, it's it's very interesting to see this, um, to see that they are sort of 
you know you you got to see a bit behind the scenes of of what they are actually using this technology in Westworld for and how they're basically they you know they're they're trying to perfect this technology to allow people to live to forever and it would seem that James is some sort of test subject for this that they've been trying to perfect and it does lead on to the question is has Ford actually managed to find a way to perfect this and not told anybody mm-hmm. um so I yeah I'm I really like this because it opens this sort of tantalizing possibility of of them being some of the hosts maybe being human and also being hosts. Yeah, I mean that's a continuous question like throughout the show how much of these hosts is like a narrative how much of them is actually fully conscious and what 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 does that actually mean for each person yeah. or each character I suppose. But this adds yeah. this adds this additional layer of of like um is it possible that Bernard is also Arnold that he is some way in some way unique in that although, although he has got this Bernard personality is Arnold still underneath there somewhere? Did, did they find a way of, of maybe um, using the technology that they used to bring James back? Did Ford find a way of burying kind of, Arnold's consciousness within Bernard at the same time. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe, online, yeah, there's it. Some there's people that online as well. are calling him like Ben Arnold and stuff like that. Um, yeah. It's essentially the kind of the same person. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always quite interesting to like look at these different hosts and, uh, or characters, I suppose you, you could say, um, and try and guess like, okay, how much of this is narrative? How much of this is like Ford's game? And, how much of them mm. is like consciousness and then like when they seem to be on a narrative and they have a small moment of like breaking and how much of that is in their programming stuff um and that will always be a question going forward in this in this series as long as they you know keep on with those kinds of stories and i suppose that they will um because there's, there's the question we've been asking of like the differences between like Maeve and Dolores and like how how different they are and whether they're both actually on the narrative or not at all, um, it's it's quite interesting as well. Um, but no, I, I I liked the way that this is filmed as well because um, I was like a good uh, a good bit of mystery, and this wasn't too sort of like over the top with with it. Um, mm. It was very much yeah. like okay, this is this room. James is in here. William's coming to visit him. They're having this conversation. Um, and on the second watch, um, I was like, oh, this scene. Um, I feel like I remembered it going on for a lot longer, but on the second watch, I was like, "Oh, it's actually a, a little bit shorter and simpler than what um, mm. I sort of felt the the, the first time watching." Uh, there was but... there was a lot of nice little metaphor things in that room, like the record player being sort of something that you know yeah. um, repeats and having the symbol on the record of the the maze, and you know the fact that he's cycling in one place. You know he's got that indoor cycle. There's a certain sort of metaphor for for the fact that he's pedaling but not really going anywhere. You know, um, mm-hmm. the whole thing's a kind of metaphor for the fact that that James is stuck in that room. You know, yeah. plus the it's fact just, that it's just really nice. Yeah, plus the fact that hosts don't need to exercise because <laughs> they're robots. Oh yes. So yeah, <laughs> it's him true. being it's him essentially being stuck on a loop. Um, so. Yeah, it was uh, again. That's probably all part of the test of like, okay, is he gonna, is he gonna go on that that exercise bike? Is he gonna pour the milk again? And it's like, yeah, I'm um, sure. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of cool. Uh, there's a couple more scenes, obviously, where we'll we'll go back to him later with uh, changes and stuff. Um, 
a bit of a shorter scene, but it's still worth noting down. Uh, the man in black walks along this uh, part of the park, um, and there's being tracks made, but uh, hosts, possibly humans, are being killed as uh, a way to sort of make, yeah. make the track. Um, they're being yeah. essentially stabbed in the head. Uh, of course, yeah. of course, this track isn't going to work because a human bone isn't going to sustain that kind of power. But I guess it's part of what. <laughs> so there'll be engi- engineers, yeah. engineers watching watching this, going, "You can't build a railroad <laughs> like that." <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, I yes, and so not exactly the most effective uh, train line in the world. But uh, I'm, I'm still not entirely sure whether they were hosts or guests or some mixture of both. Probably. But uh, yeah, it's quite gruesome trailing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think, uh, quite um, quite gruesome. I think there's a, a particular shot where because hosts and humans have different blood, don't they? Because the hosts have the white blood that I um, we believe seen, so. Yeah, yeah. We've seen Bernard have Although, um, leaked. Yeah, I'm not sure whether they. Yeah, I'm. I'm not entirely sure because I. I know what you mean because I looked and uh, when they ram a stake through one guy's head, I think it had blood in it, so that yeah. would. Yeah. So, but then I'm not sure whether they have a certain amount of blood, so it looks realistic when they are shot. Um, okay, that's I, I can't quite remember. Yeah. You know, so although although we know generally they have you know the white like fluid and stuff, maybe they have a sort of you know blood pack thing that that makes them look more human when they're shot. I'm not. Into, I honestly can't remember. So yeah, I mean that could be part of like. A narrative as well because like in mm. tv shows specifically like we're talking about right now when you see people get shot in certain places obviously it's like okay you're going to point here and shoot his right shoulder or something it's like okay that's where we have to put yeah, the yeah. blood pack and, and that kind of stuff so that that could interestingly be part of a narrative we might not see any more of it um i'm not sure yeah but uh i don't know yeah surprised how much we got out of that little scene just then but uh mm. quite interesting uh clementine and bernard she's still dragging him she's still dragging yes. this poor guy um I quite a long way yeah i mean when the first when the scene first came on i was like she's still dragging him he must be yeah exhausted and whatever um i'm not sure exactly how far she has dragged him but it's it's been a it's been quite a distance so yes uh he finds uh elsie and they uh, get out because clementine basically runs off anyway um, yes. He finds a previous version of himself that uh, guides him to the bunker. He basically sort of visually sees this other version of Bernard walk past. We, of course, see more of that interaction a bit later. Bernard talks about the Delos team and not wanting um, them to rescue them because they're essentially just killing everyone. We certainly saw evidence of that last week with the whole um, yes. big battle that went on. Uh, again, which brings into the question of like fail safes and that kind of stuff. Uh, mm. But. But again, we don't know exactly what Ford has planned. So I guess we'll have to see. Uh, they then go to Sector 12 from Sector 22. Because Elsie says we're in Sector 22. And on the door that they go in, it says Sector 12. Uh, Elsie kills a... Uh, I've just put white drone man. I think everybody knows what that means. But no, yes. it tells her that uh, Ford is dead. And he's trying to remember information. As we sort of see... Um, I think it's in later scenes as well. We sort of see him like... Um, like visually see himself in the past where these men are like killing mm. other people but I think we'll be talking about that a bit later um, this was a good kind of like puzzle mystery scene I want to say where like Bernard's trying to figure out what to do and he's trying to f- find this like lever that's on the wall that's like hidden somewhere um, mm. and like when when he sort of 
putting his hands on this wall and searching it. Elsie's giving this look of like, okay, what what are you doing? You look like a quote-unquote crazy person when they're trying to rationally search for something. Um, but he, he does actually know what he's looking for, so he's uh, not quite gone there yet, I yeah. suppose. Uh, but he's still like breaking down and whatever, um, and he's still not in great shape. Uh, yeah, I thought the visuals of him seeing a past version of himself walk past as well was, was quite cool. Um, a lot of people were talking about, like, I don't know how much we want to talk about this, but it was the whole thing of, oh, how how does Elsie look so clean when she's just been there <laughs> for two days and stuff, but uh, I don't think that, I, in, in yeah. all the, for all the mysteries and questions that this show has, I don't think that that's one that is quite I, as interesting. It, so, yeah. 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 Uh, she's been in the cave, it's fine. Yeah, but she's not been in, like, you know, the, it was a yeah, re- so it was it's a, a bit dusty, but that's yeah, fine. It was a relatively yeah. clean cave, so I don't... Uh, yeah. But yeah, um, what do you think of this Bernard stuff then? Yeah, I, I really like this this Bernard stuff. Because um, it sort of explains some of the things that Ford had him do previously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and resolves a bit of that sort of where the hell did Elsie go kind of from, from the first season. So we've got a little bit more of that. Um I really like Bernard as a character, and I, I think do. what they're doing with him makes it really interesting. Uh, the, the the one thing was Elsie didn't seem overly shocked that when she discovered that he was actually a host, which I don't think she knew up until that point. She yeah. didn't seem yeah you know, because it was revealed, and she goes, "Oh, you're a ho-. yeah." She does sort of react to it, but she didn't see it overly kind of oh my god, you know. So do you I think? Don't know. Do you think that the time between the time we last saw her and here, she's maybe seen like revelations of other people being hosts, and that's like, and it maybe it's to her like, okay, there's clearly a lot more hosts than I thought, and oh, Bernard's just kind of another one, but well, may, or maybe, or maybe yeah. it's just the fact that he did, maybe the fact that she knew that he smacked her over the head and kind of, you know, dragged her away. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe it's that that made her go, oh, it all makes sense now, you know. So maybe that's why you didn't get quite as shocked reaction from it but yeah i mean i i thought the the certainly the transition because yeah bernard's sort of slipping between these various time streams and i thought the way that they put that together of of you sort of you you had quite a close-up on bernard's face and then and then you see the the older version of bernard or you know younger version of bernard i guess by a few days walking right you know, passed him behind. I thought the way that they shot that was really nicely done. Um, you know, from a, from a visual side of things, I thought they tied that together really well. And uh, you know, you you had him sort of walk up and then find the switch, and then Bernard goes up. You know, the present day Bernard goes up and sort of finds it as well. I yeah, I really like the way that they put all that together. Uh, I I thought that was really nicely done. I do like that. Um taking the development that I just talked about with uh, Elsie, like maybe she's had some off-screen discoveries basically I do like the fact that with him kind of malfunctioning or whatever and seeing previous versions of himself, of himself that she's still got some of the confusion in her to say like Bernard what are you doing what is this and she's still got questions mm. so it's it's a way of like um, pushing her past the initial discoveries and stuff because i guess we've seen that a lot with different characters and maybe they don't want to repeat that quite as much um but still have her be surprised by certain things that are happening and not just completely roll with everything i think that that's uh that's quite good yeah um so i have a i think this is maybe a good place to put it i'll put a i'll put a time code in here because i'm going to also cut it out as it's 
as a separate segment as well. Um, I've got Bernard theory, um, and we haven't really done we haven't done too much theorizing because you can get quite quite lost in it, uh, especially if yeah. you probably go to Reddit and stuff. Um, about the fact that maybe Bernard isn't Bernard. Um, the part of my theory that I want to bring up is um, has he touched his glasses at all in season two? I've not noticed him do it. Yeah. That doesn't mean he hasn't, but I've not specifically noticed him do it. Because mm-hmm. th- there's some theories that, like, oh, maybe he's um, Dolores in Bernard's body. But to <laughs> me, to me, the theory I want to want to mm. more talk about is not necessarily that he's Dolores, that he's not Bernard, because um, with like him as a character he in in season one he was touching his glasses a lot he was like re so he was like sort of sorting them out like pushing them back onto his eyes and taking them off and cleaning them and stuff and since he's had this kind of break i suppose you could say like since he's washed up on the beach i don't recall him touching his glasses at all is that any kind Mm, of sign that like it's a very minor thing i don't know i mean it could that could just be the fact that He's got other things to worry about. He's not as together anymore. Um, I mean, I'm not convinced by the theory that, that okay. it's actually Dolores. Uh, certainly. Yeah, that, that, I don't know. I yeah. I think it's more likely Bernard is Bernard. But you may discover that um, Arnold is still under there as well. Um, as in a full version of Arnold, sort of buried maybe underneath. And in the same way that... that we have Delos, um, James Delos, you know, is, is sort of, you know, there is a version of him and maybe that's why he's glitching so much. Yeah. You know, I there's, mean, there's things layered. I don't know, but yeah, it, that's a it could be a number of dis- different reasons. He's not touching his glasses. Maybe it's just like, I, I, it, it could also be, the, yeah. it could also be the fact that he, you know, he was shot in the head and he's malfunctioning and yeah. he, you know, like I say, he has bigger things to worry about right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so it could be a combination of maybe it's not him or maybe he's malfunctioning as well. It could be a combination of both. Because um, like we said with these hosts and narratives and stuff, um, they can be like half on narratives and half not and still like malfunctioning. So there's a lot of different things that can kind of go into this kind of thing. Um, yeah. But I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll continue to look out for the uh, the glasses and see if he actually does touch them. Because I don't think he <laughs> I, I, I think will, he has. Yes, I so. will look a bit more. Cool. I will look a bit more next time and yeah. uh, see if I can spot him touching his glasses at any point. <laughs> cool. Um, it'd be interesting if, like, let's say that that is a thing, um, and the director said to him, like, you can't touch your glasses, and I wonder if there was any, like, takes where he, he moved too quickly or something and his glasses, <laughs> like, came off or something. Um, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. That, that would be kind of funny. Um, that would be good for, like, a behind-the-scenes thing. Like, if this was a thing that's happening... And yeah. uh, his glasses like fallen off a couple of times because he's not allowed to touch them or something. I don't know. <laughs> mm. um, all right, let's move on to Stubbs and Gracie. Uh, they talk about the new uh, native people that have captured them. Uh, and they're wanting to keep the humans close uh, and they're waiting for something. And the fact that they're not killing any of the hosts, especially later when they line them all up and don't actually kill anyone um and gracie mm. like attacks them but they don't chase after her or anything or at least i didn't see anybody chase after her and uh yeah they're obviously like gathering them up for something um i think the fact that they're like putting them down on their knees and threatening them is a way to 
kind of keep them under duress, but possibly have them still wait for something. Again, these are like kind of brand new characters, so we don't know anything at all about them. So, uh, yeah, I I found the Ghost Nation quite interesting yeah. because they give an air of of the fact that they know a lot more of what's going on. You know, um, that the, they, they they seem to have you know the fact that they're keeping people alive and i mean there was this theory i think i mentioned last week was that the the ghost nation are maybe the um a, a sort of controlling factor you know that are maybe trying to keep people out of certain areas of the park maybe that is what they were programmed to do they're okay. almost like a sort of undercover security force you know so maybe they are they know more about the world than they're supposed to let on possibly um i mean that would be kind of interesting way of of controlling some of the hosts you know if things got out of hand maybe you have maybe there are hosts and that are are in there and have a, a bigger knowledge of what they are or or what the place is um and are designed to control like either guests that wander too far. Yeah. They, I mean, they're maybe they're kind of hunters. So they are designed to pen certain hosts in. Uh, maybe that was part of their programming to, to sort of make sure that the host, the hosts don't wander away and the guests don't wander away. So they can rescue people or find people, you know, uh, and I, I don't know. There's something about those characters that make me feel they know a lot more than they're letting on. Mm-hmm. So, or maybe they're there to, maybe they're an army that are there to protect glory, whatever glory is, whether it's a thing, a place, a person, I don't, we don't know yet, but this thing that they're all heading towards, maybe they were designed to keep people away from that. And now that the game has changed, maybe Ford reprogrammed them some way to let certain people go or let certain people through and keep other people away. So... I don't yeah. know. I there's something more going on with those guys. Mm-hmm. They're certainly on more of a narrative than a lot of these other characters, um, which is is interesting to kind of go back and see some of that still exist. Because with all the characters that we know kind of breaking out of that sort of thing, or at least that's what we suspect is happening, it's still cool yeah. to see. Um, new, I guess new characters still be on the old kind of path, or mm. a new other version of the old path. Um, in a way of a, yeah. a, a new narrative, possibly. Um, but yeah, they're a new interesting mystery, and um, I like the fact the episode doesn't spend too much time on them. This is a bit of a longer episode, um, but yeah. I really like the fact that they still focus on like some of the main stuff, like with Man in Black and James and, and uh, Bernard and stuff. Um, and they don't give these new characters too much time and drift away from like the main uh, A plots. Um, so, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of yeah. cool. I'm looking forward to seeing more of them. Uh, Man in Black gets caught, um, and Craig says about the uh, the bitch called Wyatt. <laughs> um, says that she yes. came to visit or something. Uh, I've questions about that, but I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, and the Man in Black is saying um, says that that's good for her. The Man in Black talks to Lawrence about having a daughter and says he doesn't quite uh, remember. There's new deals about information and uh, a grave and some guns. Of course, we see how this plays out later as well. Uh, there's a guy who also because they go into this the church kind of thing they go into this sort of church and um, or like some sort of similar place and uh, this this guy uh, Craig he says about um, making deals and stuff and this guy gets up and he like goes to say something and he just gets shot straight in the shoulder um, yeah 
not quite as much here to talk about as there is with the later scene because it kind of connects and concludes that I suppose but um I thought it was a a good build up to what happens later so uh, yeah 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 <laughs> so this Wyatt thing that I wanted to talk about so this came up last episode when Dolores went to that um the fort and she said oh my name's Wyatt what's the deal with that well this is Wyatt was this was the sort of big one of the big bad characters in season one and uh i she sort of she becomes ford i think imprinted wyatt's personality onto dolores and that was i i seem to remember and that was sort of part of the whole thing of of him kind of goading her into shooting him at the end um okay that was sort of my understanding of it so her personality is now this mix of Dolores and Wyatt. Uh, that that's that was you know that that's why she's referring to herself as Wyatt. Wyatt is kind of you know he was this sort of badass um, criminal in the first one, played by somebody else, and then and then her Wyatt's personality I think gets imprinted over the top of Dolores, and that seems to be the thing that kind of pushed her over the edge. Okay. That so was like, sort of my understanding of it. So it's like a narrative lie? Where she's like... Because um, she's still Dolores, but her no, narrative I, yeah, is, she is causing her to she lie? She is, but she's Delo- she's sort of Din- Dolores stroke Wyatt at this point. Okay. And I, I don't know whether the merging of those two personalities is the thing that ultimately helped her you know, break her programming. or Because um, I think it wasn't Wyatt after the... Um, mystical glory or whatever the thing is as well or some sort of protector of it i can't remember um but yeah so it, they they are it was I th- i'm sure it was ford that merged the two uh together okay so that was i think that was the sort of thing behind it i'd have to go and like read up properly and uh to to work out exactly but that that was my sort of understanding of it was they that was sort of done to push her to the point that she would kill ford at the end i believe okay and well there was a lot of um i mean in season one you had a lot of sort of um configuring and uh, maintenance sort of scenes like that um yeah that, that was like part of what's built into season two um so maybe that was one of the scenes that i just don't quite remember so uh, anything else to talk about with this man in black stuff, or should we sort of bring it round later when we talk about the uh, conclusion? Uh, we'll bring it round later. Cool. Um, so James part two. This is the second scene that we have. Uh, Groundhog Day style kind of thing, because uh, it is Groundhog's Day to him anyway, but not to everyone else because the world is still you know moving. Uh, the music on the uh, record player isn't working this time. William shows a letter about the conversations, says it's been seven years. He says uh, James's wife is dead, um, and he says what did her in. So it's a nice way to ask yeah. about what's happened to a relative. <laughs> uh, daughter yeah. is um, really smart and doing really well. That makes James smile. Um, he breaks down again. He can't, And what I mean by that is he stutters with his speech and that kind of thing that he's been doing. Um, the room is revealed in the... Uh, in this part as well uh and they made it to day seven um termination gets agreed to and the room gets uh burned this time as well so somehow he this is one part that didn't confuse me but like kind of interested me where 
so William agrees to the termination this time, and the room burns, and we think, like, okay, maybe he's, that's it. But we see him again later, um, and in the later version where, um, where Bernard and Elsie go there, and then they terminate it themselves from, from the machine on the outside bit. Um, but a lot of people seem to be believing now that he's actually dead. I don't know why he wouldn't have died the first time, or was that more of a reset kind of termination? In in this um, part, do you get what I mean? We're talking about uh, who are we talking about at this point. Sorry, James. You know when they do James, know, James. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so yeah. I mean, no. I mean, I I think um, the the times we saw him the them basically terminate him each time. They've they're obviously recreating him. You know, we've recreated him okay. one hundred and forty nine times. So every time they, uh, you know, they, they kind of burn the room. I mean, there was a few kind of things of why are you burning the entire room down every single time? Surely it'd be easier just to shut the guy out and like, you know, d- dismantle him some way rather than just set fire to the whole room. Although I suppose if you can print bodies, printing bits of IKEA furniture can't be that difficult. So, uh, right. but yeah, it's probably you just think it's it's such so wasteful just to burn the whole room down every time. Uh, they got plenty um, of money. These people. So I yeah. I think the and then we get that final version of him, um, which is the one that that uh, they that they find uh, that um, Bernard finds later. Yeah. That that version, I think, is the 149th version that um, they leave. Um, that uh, William actually leaves, and because he leaves the yeah. room and kind yeah. of says, "I'll leave him there." Uh, I, I think that's the version that they never actually shut down, and he's sort of been malfunctioning the entire time and has gone steadily crazy. So that that should be. Yeah, once they burn the room down that time, that should be it for James, mm-hmm. I think. Unless his consciousness is although although his consciousness <laughs> consciousness I I guess is probably stored and backed up somewhere, so you could potentially bring him back at some point mm-hmm. if they find a way to protect to to perfect that technology, which they may have done. But mm-hmm. um, it it seems like William is kind of the second in command in this kind of stuff, and the way he yeah. does talk about his father though. It doesn't seem like he wants to preserve anything. No, I mean, so, I, I think, I, I think William, I, I think William basically, you know, he talks about the fact that nobody should live forever, and mm. I think that he wasn't a huge fan of James and thought it was far more entertaining to leave him alive and you know slowly go mad in that room, and because they never got the order, they never shut him down. So. Yeah, I I think uh, that version that we see that that um, Bernard kills or you know Elsie uh, yeah. kills, I think that version was the final version that we saw the older William dealing with. Mm-hmm. I do like the fact that they have different things happening, like the um, the milk gets poured sometimes, sometimes it doesn't, to actually show that like okay. Not necessarily progress being made, but different things are happening, which is what's keeping yeah, yeah, William coming like back. Yeah, yeah, tweaks to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the music not playing and stuff. Um, I don't know why it wouldn't have been playing. Maybe he didn't put it on properly, or because um, mm. that could be part of him breaking down as well. Does it matter if you put them things on like upside down? Because he could have done that, couldn't he? Does that matter? Uh, re- <laughs> God, you're showing your age. Uh, 
<laughs> records are double sided. So, okay. so I, you I have, have no a idea, side but... one and a side two. So okay. uh, or a side A and side B. So you can flip them over. Half the tracks are on one side, half the tracks are on the other. <laughs> God, I feel old. <laughs> um Yeah, I'm just trying to think about what could have stopped it playing. Uh, you could could have maybe you just didn't put it on. It could have got to the end of the record. He could have, you know. I mean, there's so many. I don't know. Maybe mm. they maybe you just didn't want it on that morning. I don't know. Right. Um, do you have to like move just it over, do you have to like move it over, put it down, and like click it on, kind of thing? The, uh, <laughs> the you know the or does it just like yeah, sit on the thing a, and yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's you put it on. I mean, if you want to listen to the whole album, you put the arm on the outside of the album, and it slowly moves inwards, and that mm-hmm. plays the whole side. And then right. you have to flip it over and play the other side. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking. I'm just trying to think of what he he might not have done properly because uh, it looked like yeah. it should have been working. So, right. Uh, okay. But anyway, critic finds uh, nitro. Um, he to- he torments this uh, bartender and. He tells him to basically put this um, shot of whiskey or whatever on his hand and walk with it. And uh, he shoots his hand off anyway. Um, and that's kind yes. of that scene. Um, I put the ma- bit about the man in black in a bit later. I can see it lower down in my notes. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's more of a, a torment scene because it literally is. Yeah, it's more of a torment scene. And, and it's really the, the only purpose for that scene is really to set up what. I, I I very much saw coming happening towards the end, so you right. know, uh, yeah. yeah. A, man with, uh, a man with too much power, who uh, yeah doesn't know how to control it properly. Uh, yes, a little bit governor esque. Governor had too much power. He lost. Yeah, his yeah, mind, yeah. Essentially. I mean, it, uh, yeah, the uh, major Craddock went a bit nuts. I think mm-hmm. in that. Yeah, um, I'm talking about the governor from the uh, Walking Dead. In case, yeah, 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 aren't, yeah, aren't yeah, aware. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's not too much to talk about there. We'll conclude the, that sort of narrative bit later. Uh, the natives are walking with the humans. They line them up and uh, let them live. They don't seem to care about keeping the uh, humans captured, at least not um, Claire in this in this part. Uh, she manages. She sort of gets up and uh, picks up this stick that's on fire. She like whacks one of the um, yeah, guys, yeah. but he doesn't get like too damaged from it, and she just runs off essentially because uh, we actually see her later kind of we'll talk about it in, in a minute um so yeah like we said i think it's just the case of them keeping them captured and waiting for something i mean yeah i mean they need... they seem to be they, they seem to be kind of rounding those guests up and they they seem to yeah like you say they maybe maybe they're just positioning people maybe you're right but they 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 are part of ford's and larger narrative and they need certain people to be in certain places, so maybe they they are holding them until they are sort of know that it's the right time to let people go. Mm-hmm. Possibly, yeah. So. They they don't seem to have like a place to put them uh, unless they haven't like travelled there yet, because they could be on their way to somewhere. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess we'll see a bit more of that um, possibly next week. I wouldn't mind waiting like. Another week because I do want to get back to Maeve and Dolores, uh, and that could yes, we are up. we are definitely going back to Maeve next cool. week. Yeah. So, um, and depending on how long the episode is, we we don't know what else we might see. Yeah, I don't know what else. Uh, yes, 
There is a little preview thing. I won't say what, just in okay. case you don't want to know. But <clears throat> but there is a little preview thing. It very much goes back to Maeve next week. I, I mean, it, the whole thing seems to be based around Maeve from what the preview mm-hmm. was showing. But there may be other stuff in there that obviously they they didn't do in the preview. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk about something else as well. It's uh, not a spoiler because I don't have a spoiler to give you or anything. Um, but I heard from uh, like critics and people that have seen future episodes i guess people that get screeners and stuff um i've heard that episodes four and five of the season give some sense of payoff to what we've seen so far i don't know what that means exactly i guess we'll have to to wait and see uh yes i would say episode uh well we were on episode four now aren't we so um yeah episode five does pay off um some of the the bits that we've seen in earlier Mm -hmm. episodes from from the little bits that i've seen yeah so I guess we'll see next week what um what that actually means exactly and what happens. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's kind of good to hear that because even though I'm enjoying the show very much, I don't necessarily want to wait till the season finale to see everything pay off because we do still yeah have, like, yeah some episodes you want left. little drips yeah. of payoff. It's like you mm-hmm. know yeah yeah, and they're quite good at doing that in Westworld of of you know you might be confused for an episode or two, but they tend to kind of come back round to things and you see why things happen yeah. you know within that episode or within the next couple of episodes they're quite good at that yeah um just just while we're here okay. correcting myself the uh the the thing with dolores and wyatt um it was arnold that merged wyatt into dolores it was so i was um. nearly right it was it was arnold that merged wyatt and dolores together that's so she could massacre all the hosts at the uh, you know that beta testing town that was sort of buried uh that was that was so you know when the the before the park opened and yeah. arnold was i think trying to prove that it wasn't safe so he merged white and dolores together so she went on a rampage and killed all the hosts hmm. and then shot arnold in the head okay. so um that was and that was white and did that and then that was then repeated when um dolores kills ford so that was sort of history repeating itself. So okay. that it was that, but it was actually Arnold that merged the two together in the first place. And Wyatt seems to now be the dominant personality in that host, mm-hmm. or it's some sort of mixture of the two. But certainly right. Wyatt is what she identifies as, even though she has all all Dolores's memories as well. Cool. Uh, Bernard wakes up in the bunker because he ends up collapsing. Uh, Bernard's memories are messed up because they were already. Uh, he orders the white drone men uh, to kill a bunch of workers. That's in the sort of flashback-esque kind of yeah. thing that we see. Um, building, they're building something that's not hosts, uh, something different. Because she asks what these um, like red versions of these brains are, or like what they yeah, were they're doing sort in of here, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're kind of the the red versions of the brain, and the the consciousness seems to be some sort of red ball, like a big marble sort of thing as well. Because mm-hmm. um, you see carrying one. Yeah, and then they find the uh, door, which leads to where James is. But we'll talk about that in a slightly later scene. Um, and he says, like, "Oh, I'm not really here with you," kind of thing. Um, which that that particularly confused me a little bit because it's like okay, there's no like second version of him right then, but like 
that didn't quite no. make sense to me how that worked. So. Yeah, that I, that was that was a little stumbling block for me. That didn't yeah. quite because they had a continuous conversation sense. up to the door, and then he says he says something to her, and then she doesn't respond, and he says, "Oh, I'm not here right now." But it's like we just saw you travel over the room. <laughs> yeah, I her, d- so. I was a little bit confused by that. That wasn't immensely clear. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think they're building? Um, well, I mean, I, I, I suspect because they're obviously the things that they're building, uh, as, as far as the guys in the lab were, I, I, I suspect the things that they were building was the brains that they were using to test, um, uh, to test James. So, you know, that they were various oh. versions of James's brain. The okay. bigger question. That that's what they're, that's what they're building. I mean that that was what the whole lab that's what the whole lab is there for. Was the lab was there to try out, you know, to try and get this version of James that actually worked. That was my understanding of it. However, Ford sends him there to print something, which he then pockets, which is a, yeah. another consciousness, as far as we can tell, and then kill everybody in the lab. So my feeling is the thing that he got him to print was ford i think that you know because we know ford is still not physically alive but he's still alive within the park because he keeps on popping up in in versions of the hosts yeah so uh, i yeah yeah and talking to the man in black so i i think the consciousness that he got into copy was a consciousness of ford that that's i i can't think of what else it might be considering ford was controlling bernard at the time and the fact that we know somewhere the consciousness of ford is still out there so i, I that has to be what it was i mm. think yeah if it works out that way that'll be very very cool um yeah because then yeah we can kind of just see ford in other people at least his his brain or his consciousness yeah um it's interesting so I, how it's, I mean I, it's interesting how yeah. it's a little ball and not like something else but maybe it got developed into something else later um yeah like into an actual brain thing um because who knows that could be part of the process of like making what's like actually inside the little container yeah well that that, i I thought that's probably what it is i think that's essentially the brain that sits inside the you know the the sort of larger brain container thing Mm -hmm. i guess but um i can't think of what else you know what other personality it could be that that's the only thing that really makes sense to me is is that they printed up Ford. Whether Ford then has another version of his body somewhere, or whether Ford essentially is the park at this point. Um you know, so his consciousness, because they couldn't contain it within one brain, maybe he is a spread in a system across the park. Mm-hmm. So Ford essentially is the park now. Yeah. Possibly. Well, both mm. either of those things would be kind of or cool. both, yeah, yeah. It'll be I'll be a bit disappointed if it's neither, but then maybe it could be like a third mm. option. We we don't know. Um, it's this kind of story that I think needs to be paid off kind of soon. But we are getting like in this episode, we do get bits and pieces more of it. So uh, it's not like they're waiting us make um, making us wait uh, a long time for it. Um. Yeah, uh, then the man in black gets the upper hand and lets uh, he kills the uh, 
the guy that's there as well uh and then the man in black leaves and we see him later of course on the uh, on the hills i thought the cinematography of this was quite good like when yeah. um when the uh, was it the wife she's like out in the um out of the bar and stuff and she's got this uh shot glass um and he, yeah. he takes that and then he uh gives it yeah he pulls it down that guy's um throat and then shoots him making him explode which was kind of cool as well <laughs> yeah. yeah i i kind of from the moment they introduced that that um um stuff i can't remember what it's called nitro uh, nitro yeah. the moment they introduced the nitro you and they were putting it in shot glasses i was kind of you know at some point <laughs> uh, the major's going to end up drinking a glass of that for the hands of uh, william so yeah i was uh I, I was not entirely surprised it was very cool though i i really like the you know the fact that they gave him the opportunity to you know shoot him and stuff there so, yeah it was, mm-hmm. it, like was good, it was a good payoff to what they've essentially built throughout the episode yeah um and then of course it leads to a, a pretty good scene later um yeah that's quite good uh james three or scene three version three or take three groundhog day <laughs> number three um or not the third groundhog day it's the next uh few yeah whatever. um William man in man in black version of William turns up this time. Uh, same thing happens again, but James breaks a bit earlier. They talk yeah. about a, a cognitive plateau. James doesn't remember previous attempts. Um, I'm guessing that like that was established earlier, but they're telling the audience now. I mean, we kind of yes, yeah, guess, I mean, guess that because that's what Groundhog's Day is. You don't remember previous versions. Um, Otherwise, you'd realise, okay, I'm waking up to the same day over and over again. Uh, mm. It's day 35. It's attempts uh, 149. I think that is actually a bit later, but I wrote that down here. Uh, Juliet is dead. Logan is dead. William says that um, James is better off being dead as well. Uh, James breaks down, and William leaves him there. And uh, they tell him not to terminate the program, but to leave him smashing up the room. Um, yeah. Do you think that this lead, you know, you know, the guy who's guarding this, um, because they they change it, don't they? Because it's um, a woman. Yeah. In yeah, the, it's a woman uh, earlier on who's yeah. who's probably retired by that point, right. and uh, it's, which is why it's a guy because it's yeah, yeah. You know, when we've seen him before, it's it's young William, and now it's old William. So, mm-hmm. do you think where he breaks down here is how he kills that guy, or do you think that that happens in a different part? Because they don't show that. Yeah, no, you just see the sort of carnage and yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. so I'm not entirely sure. I'm not entirely yeah. sure what happened there other than it would seem he's gone a bit kind of mad uh, <laughs> by that stage. So, yeah. Um, But yeah, we... Uh, I don't think this was like predictable at all because um, we didn't know what all this was going to lead to because um, it could have le- led to a like su- successful version of James but it didn't um so they can't like basically fix him and he breaks down and uh yeah William basically tells him everything's bad and um yeah he breaks down as do you think that's more of the host in him or just him being like well okay, I mean you've told me all this bad stuff and like there's no hope and I'm gonna smash up the room basically so, yeah no I mean I, I think yeah. it's it's him basically saying you know because the the entire the entire reason that James Delos agreed to fund the thing in the first place was that, you know, young William had convinced him that it, I, I think along the way somewhere, young William's convinced him that it's a way that, you know, James is ill and it's, and, you know, it didn't survive because we've 
had that conversation and uh it, it could be a way of allowing him to live forever. So this is sort of what they've been working towards. Mm-hmm. And, you know, William now as an old man is going, actually, I don't think you should be allowed to live forever. I think that's a really bad idea. Uh, so he, he effectively tortures him by leaving him alive in this kind of, you know, half state of, of not being able to kind of communicate. So I, I think that is, you know, James Delos, thoroughly pissed off at the fact that he's been betrayed i think and that's why he starts smashing up the room yeah you um, know yeah it's 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 kind of interesting um i do wonder like post william in this film or man in black he, he's still with him so um yeah yeah still you william. can kind of still call him that uh what happens like afterwards um and if like if he maybe finds this room later in the red light state that it is um, yeah, I mean, we don't. We actually don't know exactly when that conversation happened. Yes. I mean, it it would seem to have happened, obviously, prior to the park going, you know, AWOL and and everything going wrong. So it was prior to that, but it could have been a few days before. Uh-huh. It could have been, you know, a few years before. For all we know, you know, we know it's kind of later on because it's got old William in it, but we don't know exactly how long um, that version of James Delos has been left there to go nuts. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we we don't know exactly when. Just as like we don't know exactly when Bernard like went in and killed everybody. So, yeah, it's interesting that they're still playing around with the timeline. But I think you still, if you still want to leave some of the mystery and stuff open, you need to like not make it exactly clear what the timeline is, so that you still yeah, have time I'm, and space I, to do certain things. Yeah, the timeline stuff is interesting this this way around because. You know, in the we, there were very distinct timelines. There were sort of two very distinct timelines in the first season. Yeah. This time, there are multiple timelines, and it's jumping backwards and forwards between them. You know, and and they're not exactly lining up with one another. You know, I think in the first season, you're following two very distinct, like you know, stories that were interchanged, you know, inter- intercut together. But yeah. you were following these two distinct paths. Whereas this time around, there there could be like you know, 20, 30 different timelines as far as we know, because not everything is in exactly like you know linear format. You're you're getting little snippets of we know this is in the past and we know this is now or in the future. Um, we yeah we don't know what we don't really know is is exactly what follows what you know. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting that the, what they're doing with the time. I think they've decided the audiences, you know, well, they've got used to the idea of jumping around in time. And I don't know how important it is, really, that we know exactly the order that things happen. You know, um, mm-hmm. I, I think that helps with the mystery. Yeah. Again, that's quite um, lost esque in like the flashbacks and flash forwards. Um, lost didn't yeah. do it quite, lost did it in a different way where it wasn't like bits and pieces of story. It was like, this is present, this is future this yeah, past yeah. um but yeah again another i mean cool which is to take which is off, sort of but... what they did in the, yeah which is sort of what they did in the first season just they didn't tell every anybody they were doing that mm-hmm. you know so but now we know that they jump around in time what they i think it's been quite interesting how they played with that this time around mm-hmm. uh bernard and elsie find james and his broken man he has smashed up the place and uh, has cut his face multiple times. Interestingly, he, he's still kind of on his narrative path a little bit because we see him on his bike 
but this time he's actually going backwards instead of forwards. So that's kind of an interesting bit of uh, symbolism, maybe. As mm. like this yeah. man, this man is still kind of doing the same thing, but he's broken, so he's not doing it in the way he should, I suppose. Uh, yeah. He's killed the guy who's looking after him or who was watching over him. We're not exactly sure. How? But I guess we can come to some kind of conclusion about that. He is uh, actually riding the train, training a bike backwards. Bernard and Elsie leave him to die as they terminate the program for a second time. Uh, so this is when it gets burned for a second time and they leave. There's also a kind of cool bit of like horror in this as well, where like he he gets off the bike, he takes a piece of glass and like goes over to Elsie, and he's got mm. his scarred up face and he's got like broken glass in his hand. And he's clearly, you know, completely broken by that Nuts. point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, interestingly, Elsie can't shoot him, um, and Bernard has to like tackle him and stuff to the ground. Um, even in the state that Bernard is in, but he can still manage to do that. I think James is more more broken than Bernard at this point. At least Bernard is like yeah, well, able to put some of his memories together. Like, yeah, Bernard's I, and Bernard's just been topped up with brain fluid, so yes. I think you know he's he's in a better place than he was i mean he's not perfect but he's in a better place than he was so mm-hmm. i think that's fine uh and the problem with james is i mean we don't know with bernard whether he is some combination of arnold's intelligence and bernard's intelligence or whether he is entirely bernard and entirely um a host so whereas James isn't a host, he is a sort of half host, definitely half host, half human. I mean, he's a, he's a human conscious in, or they're attempting a human conscious in a mm. like host body, which is why he's gone nuts. So, yeah, that that's the difference. Yeah, it was, it was a good scene though. Um, I liked yeah. sort of the reveal of everything because they don't know what's in there. And they sort of slowly go in in this sort of uh, horror-esque way, like Elsie's got mm. her gun and she's guarding herself and Bernard's trying to like, look around and stuff and they're just... Um, it's like their revelation as well as ours as well, because we know he had the breakdown, but we don't know that this has happened, so we're kind of discovering it at the same time that they are. And it's like, okay, where where is James? What's he done? What's happened? And and then we find him. So, yeah, it was, it was really, really good. Uh, and I do like the way that this is probably concluded at least this part of james's story because we'll possibly see mm. him again but probably not in this room because it's broken and, and everything so yeah it's good that they're still able to even with the ongoing mysteries they're still able to like include things in one episode well i mean i think yeah the, the whole purpose of think of this is to get us to the the idea of this is the bigger plan of of what they had for the park you know the idea of being able to put you know basically if you were rich enough you could live forever so Mm uh i and the idea of putting human consciousness into host bodies and and i i think that that's setting us up for something further down the line you know and it's also explaining why james was prepared to fund the park in the first place you know so yeah yeah it's sort of setting all that up uh, so the conclusion to the Man in Black thing and the episode itself. Um, the Man in Black leaves the ranch uh, and finds a woman riding in the sun. Some interesting uh, cinematography there as well. Um, mm. It almost it almost kind of blind kind of blinds the audience, but that kind of scene is sort of supposed to because like okay, who's yeah. that in the in the distance? We can't see because the sun's yeah, blinding yeah. us and stuff. Um, and it's revealed to be this is Claire from before. No, it's Grace. Grace. Oh, Grace. The, okay. Yeah. Um, Grace. And she says, hi, father. 
And uh, Lawrence looks on at the man in black like, huh, this is that daughter that, <laughs> that we is were that, talking yeah, about. Em- yeah. Emily is... Uh... So she's not, although she's been masquerading as Grace in the park. Grace, of course, is the is the girl that escapes from the uh, Raj world from right. last last time. So mm-hmm. this uh, Grace is that character, and uh, apart from she's not actually called Grace, she's actually called Emily, and she is the daughter of William. Mm. So, yes, interesting. Um, so. I'm, I am wondering when... Because, like, at the end of the last episode, we were like, okay, maybe it'll pick up from where we left off with um, Ma- Maeve, with the samurai attacking her, and it, it didn't. And then we sort of left that for a week and came to this, and we have a similar kind of cliffhanger, where it's like a, a new... Like a character reveal of, of sorts. Yeah. Um, so I'm wondering if that will be, like in two weeks if they'll maybe keep that kind of thing going or like when exactly they'll continue from this part so i don't know like like i say i mean from the preview bits that they have put out it would seem that we are pretty much back with mave for uh, in a in a very different situation for the next episode um so i don't know whether that's going to be intercut with bits going back to uh, the William storyline, or whether we are just going to be with Maeve next episode, and then it'll come back to this in two weeks. I mean, I'm I'm quite happy with either of those. I think yeah, both could work. Interesting. So, uh, yeah, it's not like you can cut to anything particularly bad because uh, we could still have like a, no. a completely different cold open that leads to something new, and then the titles um, start, and then we go to back to Maeve. Um, speaking of the titles, we haven't talked about them yet. Do what do you think of the new season two titles? intros the very stuff kind of fast forwarded through them in most cases but okay. uh i mean it's, uh, you know titles seem fine uh yeah, from yeah. what i've seen i think i watched them once um okay. yeah um, um, a, lo- yeah. a lot of people are saying yeah. obviously that uh the woman holding the baby is probably mave um you've got like the mechanical ball that's running you still got the old hand yeah, yeah. on the on the piano and stuff um yeah. and, like uh william's hat or man in black's hat rather um, yeah. I don't know why everyone still calls him Man in Black because we know it's William. <laughs> I guess it's yeah. just the, I think the, it's the possibly just to distinguish between, yeah, yeah between appearances between the two. So, uh, anything else, or should we read the email we have this week? Let's go to the email. Cool. Uh, you can send yours into entertainmenttalkahotmail dot com or entertainmenttalkuk at gmail dot com or Twitter or Facebook or uh, yeah Twitter at etalkuk or um, Facebook as well as how you can get your stuff read on the show uh, there's also a sort of little uh, email form on the uh, the website post you can fill out uh, you just have to put your name in a comment and that's it uh, Karen says even though the show is good and it does uh, feel a little bit all over the place what would you like to see focused on more and less um, I would like to see the conclusions to the Dolores and the Maeve stuff. Not like, not in a way of like quickly get it over with, let's see the ending, but like just kind of finish that off kind of thing. Because we've been on that for a little bit, so that's like the next thing that I want kind of concluded. Because um, this new thing with like the native native uh, host characters is kind of new, so I, I'm happy to see a bit more of that before that gets paid off. Um, mm. The Man in Black I'm not sure about because that's kind of... 
I don't know. Because um, we've only just had like a new revelation about it, so there's still new stuff. Um, but in terms of the f- those four that I just mentioned, I think the Maven, Dolores, I'd like to see focused on a bit more. Um, and the Maven yeah. stuff is the most interesting to me, maybe. But not mm. stuff's kind of cool, but that's more of a what's happening to me kind of mystery, whereas Maven is like a search for someone. So, uh, what do you think? What would you like to see? I. I would, well, I'm hoping that we see them get to glory, whatever glory is, by the yeah. end of this season. Uh, I, I'm guessing that will be the sort of cliffhanger end to this season, is is them getting to that, I hope. Uh, I do hope that's not going to drag over a couple of seasons. So that, that's where I'm expecting them to end it this time around. Um, I like the Maeve stuff because I like Maeve as a character I'm mm-hmm. I'm not overly I, I it, that, that whole plot line though with her trying to find the kid I, I'm not actually that bothered about but I do like Maeve as a character so mm-hmm. I, yeah I mean as a secondary story it's fine but uh, yeah I don't know I'm I'm not sort of uh, I, I sort of want to see more of Maeve. I just would like to see that integrated into the main story a bit more because okay. it seems like a very separate thing right now. So what do you use like the main focus at the moment? Just like rebellion thing? The main, fo- the main focus for me is is this everybody trying to get to to glory. So it's the the story and, and the story of Bernard. Um, I mean, the main focus to me is is the sort of Men in Black and Dolores story. Uh, that that's the main thing for me, and uh, and and this thing with Bernard, which I think is tied in in some way. I do yeah. wonder if if what they're going to end up because I, I get the feeling that Men in, Men in Black knows what you know he's heading towards. I don't think Dolores really does, but I think I think the Man in Black does. And I do wonder if if the thing they're heading towards is essentially uh, some sort of housing for Ford's or Ford's consciousness. Possibly, yeah, because that's Possibly. still sort of looping about everywhere. Yeah, um, because that that is sort of yeah. Like I say, my my feeling, my gut feeling is Ford is maybe is the park at this point. Mm. So it's like what about if like his head pops up in the clouds or something or some kind of god and starts <laughs> talking to all the hosts yeah um, I'm, not, I'm not entirely like a sort of Mufasa thing no I, right. I'm not entirely sure I yeah no I I mean it wouldn't surprise me if we see a version of Ford actually in Ford's body again whether that be young Ford or old Ford I don't know yeah. but um, yeah well that wouldn't surprise me if we do see that at some point because even if the con- his entire consciousness isn't in that body, if it's spread throughout the park, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, wouldn't surprise me if we see if we don't see him back at some point in in physical form. My actual prediction is, I think that all these storylines are gonna come together. Um, they'll probably somehow end up in the same place, and then um, they'll. I, I have this sense that there's just some massive reveal that we have no idea about at all. Yeah, um, yeah. I, like... I want to be. That's sort of what I want. Is I, I want to be completely surprised at some point with something awesome, you know, yeah, that cause... that I've not kind of thought of, and nobody's kind of thought of. But you go, actually, that's a really cool idea. Yeah. That's ideally what I would like. Yeah, because throughout some of these episodes, I'm getting these senses of like, okay, there's something actually massive that, um, and I think it all leads to Ford because 
there's just this big feeling that like Ford's left something massive behind, um, and that that's going to mm-hmm. probably be bigger than any of us think. Um, yeah, I've just got a sense that something quite massive is coming, um, and uh, yeah, that's that's quite exciting. So. Yeah, that's it for this week's podcast. Thank you all very much for listening. You can find all the content that I mentioned on entertainmenttalk.org. You can find out, like I said, if your favourite shows are coming back. Most of them have been decided, but there's still a few that are on the bubble or in limbo. Uh, so you can use the yeah. hashtag save uh, the expanse, save timeless, save uh, what's yes. the other ones? Those are the two big ones. Yeah, save, and save, big uh, ones. save Lucifer. Those, Lucifer, are, yeah. those are the three cancelled ones that we want to come back. Uh, yeah, time, well, timeless isn't cancelled yet or renewed oh, right. that, uh, yeah. uh, that's i think that and code black are the only two which we don't have answers to uh but yes the expanse is cancelled unfortunately and uh and so is lucifer at the moment although lucifer is being shopped around i believe the expanse has been shopped around as well mm-hmm. so uh, they may re-emerge but at the moment they're cancelled but yes get... there is a lot of news if you go and check on the website <laughs> yeah uh geektown.co.uk for that or geektown radio um, you can find us, like I said, on Twitter at Talk UK. You can uh, like the Facebook page. You can join the Facebook group. Uh, you can also check us out um, on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. That's one of three ways that you can support us. The other is Amazon affiliate link. Uh, that's where you do your shopping on Amazon. We get a small cut of the amount that you spend that doesn't cost you anything extra apart from your shipping costs and stuff uh the other way of course is uh word of mouth tell your friends tell your family if you hear people talking about westworld or the walking dead or video games or iZombie or any of those kinds of things uh tell those people tell them where they can find this podcast and uh, hopefully they enjoy it uh you can also find um me and robert streaming various different uh video games robert's got his over on his mixer channel which is mixer.com forward slash old guy gaming he has a schedule it's on the website as well uh you can find me on twitch.tv forward slash imatty94 mostly for let's plays and first impressions hopefully hopefully uh doing some more streams soon um yeah i think that's everything so we shall see you in the uh weird and wonderful world of westworld next week or on other pieces of content we will see you next time goodbye bye